If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Leah Smart, host of Everyday Better, an award-winning weekly podcast dedicated to personal development. Whether you're looking for ways to shift your mindset or seeking more fulfillment in your life, we've got you covered. Join me as we dive into captivating stories and research-backed ideas that have empowered me and others to lead lives with more clarity and intention. Everyday Better, making growth an everyday practice. Listen to Everyday Better on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Jesse Hempel, host of the Hello Monday podcast. In my 20s, I knew what career success looked like. In midlife, it's not that simple. Work is changing, we are changing, and there's no guidebook for how to make sense of it. Start your week with the Hello Monday podcast. Listen to Hello Monday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. On the Jordan Harbinger Show, you'll hear amazing stories from people that have lived them, from spies to CEOs, even an undercover agent who infiltrated the Gambino crime family. You're about to hear a preview of The Jordan Harbinger Show with Jack Garcia, who did just that. My career was 24 out of 26 years, was solely dedicated working on the cover. I walk in, I'm in the bar. Now there's a barmaid there, good looking young lady. She's serving me drink. Hey, what would you like? I usually, my drink was, give me a kettle, one martini, three olives, glass of water on the side. I finish the drink, the guys come in, I'm gonna go, go in my pocket, take out the big wad of money, Bam, I give her $100. If you're with the mob, I say, hey, Jordan, you're on record with us. That means we protect you. Nobody could shake you down. We could shake you down, but you're on record with us. For more on how Jack became so trusted in the highest levels of the Gambino organization, check out episode 392 of The Jordan Harbinger Show. None of what you see is real. I'll explain in a second. Also... The Seattle police chief resigns. That's not good. And finally, why you should never go in the ocean. All that's coming up on I'm Right. I know you think I am the coolest person that walks the planet. And for the most part, that is true. But I have to admit to you, I am a bit of a nerd when it comes to history stuff. I talk about history all the time. You've heard me talk about it on this show. I open up my radio show every day and I talk about history for like an hour before I even get to politics. So I read a lot. 
I do some podcasting stuff when I, when I have a chance to. And I read a lot about generals because military history is extremely fascinating. Battles, wars, chess pieces moving here and there. And one of the things that will really blow you away if you start digging into that, and this applies today, yesteryear, and a long, long time ago, generals. Generals, especially the really, really important ones, they travel with their own press corps. Lots of them. I don't mean one or two guys most of the time, too. They travel with a group of chroniclers talking about how great the general's doing, how evil the enemy is, how brilliant this move is and brilliant that move is. And the reason I'm bringing all this up is you and I, for the most part, enjoy history somewhat. You may not geek out on it like I do, but you enjoy it. Somebody like Julius Caesar. He conquers Gaul, kills like a million people. We're not going to focus on that. Conquers Gaul. We're like, woohoo, military genius, right? I would tell you that military genius. You know, like the only account of that we have is Julius Caesar's. Did you know that? It's his own personal diaries. It's his own, it's his own personal correspondence. It's difficult to get any real information when all of it is filtered through one person with an agenda. What do you actually know about anything? And don't for a second think that that only applies to Julius Caesar or people back in the ancient scrolls days. You live in that world, and you live in that world right freaking now. Right now. Do you know how damaging the American media is? How absolutely nation-ending having a media like this is. Let me, let me paint this picture for you, because I know we have a bunch of Democrats who watch the show too, which I can't believe you guys must just chuck stuff at the TV all night, or you just like it. But we filter every single, every single news story through the lens of, does this make Democrats look good? Does this make Republicans look bad? That's how they pick and choose. And I'm not guessing numbers here. This isn't the same old Republican line we've all used. I hate the liberal media. The liberal media is all... Yes, they're all liberal. They're all insane. But when the American people can't find accurate information anymore without a great deal of effort, that can lead to the end of a country. And there are some great examples just recently about this. Let's go over just a couple. Before I actually get to the coronavirus point that I'm trying to get to, let's talk about the George Floyd fiasco. George Floyd dies. Everyone watches the video. Everyone decides, cops are racist. A cop's racist. It's a racist cop. Racist cops everywhere. Racist, racist, racist. We got racist cops. We need federal legislation. You know what? Let's burn some stuff down. Kill some people. Whatever. We got to stop these racist cops. And then another guy, I believe his name is Rashard Brooks in Atlanta, gets shot. Cop kills him. Oh, racist cop. Cops in jail. Already arrested. Murder. But none of that turned out to be true. None of that turned out to be true. And we burn down and are burning down American cities because we can't get accurate information. Because it's all filtered through this lens of, I don't know, white guilt? Is that what we're going to call that? And there's a lot of there's a lot of aspects to this, but that's definitely one of them. Everyone saw the video of what the cop did. It was wrong, of course, but nobody 
wanted to take a breath and say, let's wait for the body cam video to come out. Let's wait for the toxicology report to come out. Turns out that that body cam video was pretty bad. I'm not excusing the cops still, but that's that body cam video did not make George Floyd look good. And then we get the we get the results of of the toxicology report, and he has fatal doses of drugs in his system already. Well, that doesn't justify what the cop did, but kind of changes that whole cops are racist narrative, doesn't it? On top of that, nobody even asked while we were burning down American cities if the cop who had the confrontation with Floyd, if he was a racist. I mean, I did, but I was like the only one. And nobody to this day has produced a single piece of information, even rumor, that the cop did anything racially motivated. There's plenty of evidence out there he's a bad cop, uses too much force. There's evidence out there he had a bad personal history. They worked together with George Floyd. Not one thing out there saying that cop was a racist. And yet the narrative just took off because it's all controlled. Because everything you see is controlled. The Atlanta thing was even worse. We took the bad momentum that was already rolling this way, and we took a guy who wrestles with two cops in the dark, a guy who's passed out in the Wendy's parking lot, passed out in the Wendy's drive-thru, cops wrestle with him, the guy fights the cops, steals the cops' taser, takes off sprinting in the middle of the night, turns around, points it at him, the cop does a shoot, guy dies, the cops being charged with murder? Wait, what? That, that cop should get a medal. Cops should get a commendation. That's, a, that's good police work. That's what we ask them to do. We ask them to go into the dark of night, people committing crimes, and confront them. It's an ugly, violent world. And yet, we somehow have flipped everything 180 degrees. Everything's exactly the opposite as it should be. And there's no greater example of this than the coronavirus fiasco. On top of everything else I've yelled about, on top of the economy and these idiotic 50-cent cloth masks everybody's walking around. You mustn't walk around like this with your hand over your face. It's not doing anything. On top of all that, we have the story of St. Governor Cuomo of New York. You have to remember, I hope you do remember, when this was all going down, and people in New York were dying by the thousand. Governor Cuomo was up there giving press conferences. He's the governor of one state. All right, he's not the president of the United States of America or anything. He's the governor of one state. And I realize it's a big, important one. He's giving press conferences every single day that are covered by the national media. Not only are they covered by the national media, we were then treated to endless coverage of, oh, man, what a leader. You know what? Why don't we get him in the running for president? Remember, they started asking him right away, man, this guy needs to run for president. Look at how he handles this. Look at, thi- look at this leader of men. This is awesome. And now the information has been coming out steadily. It's not as if we're just finding this out today. It's been coming out steadily. This guy killed people. His coronavirus policies killed people. He put people infected with coronavirus into nursing homes, into places where that's the one group of people who are actually vulnerable to die from this virus for the most part. 
He essentially put human biological weapons into nursing homes and got untold amounts of people killed. So not only is he not the governor, the bright shining example of what to do, this guy should be a national laughingstock. This guy? This guy should resign. And if he was a Republican, he would resign. Here he is. No, I wouldn't do an investigation as to whether or not it's political. Everybody can make that decision for themselves. Uh, I think you'd have to be blind to realize it's not political. Uh, Just look at where it comes from and look at the sources and look at their political affiliation and look at who wrote the letter in Congress and look at what publications raise it and what media (laughs) networks raise it. It's kind of uh, incredible. Uh, Look at the basic facts on where New York is versus other states, right? Uh, You look at where New York is as a percentage of nursing home deaths, it's uh, all the way at the bottom of the, the list of states. Uh, so I don't think anyone, you know, what's political, what's not political, everyone can make their own decisions. Oh, we know what isn't, isn't political. We know that New York leads the nation by a significant margin in coronavirus deaths. And that man is the governor of New York. And what we do know is, remember those generals who travel with their own press corps? If you're a Democrat in the United States of America, you have your own press corps. They'll take the worst, most embarrassing loss, and by the time they're done writing the stories, it'll be a brilliant win. It's amazing to watch time and time again. And back to what I was talking about, you can't move on as a nation like this. So I have a very difficult question to ask you tonight, and I'm asking this, and I don't know the answer to it. Is a free press a mistake? I know that gets way uncomfortable, right? Because, I mean, God knows, I don't want some state-run media. We can't have these scumbags in the government running it. Is the only other option a free one? Because... You look at the way the American media conducts itself now. Is this good or bad for the United States of America? Clearly bad. Uh, You have to be the farthest left hack to say otherwise. So if it's clearly bad for the nation, then something we did didn't work. Something didn't work. I don't have a good answer for you. I don't know that there is a good answer, but I do know this. A country with a media like this is not looking good. All right, speaking of media, you can see plenty of violence and break-ins and fires and shoot, we got tornadoes all over the place now. Hurricanes, there's a volcano going off somewhere. I mean, it's not, look, to be honest, it's not good. (laughs) There's not a lot of great news out there. Here is some good news, though. Vault Pro USA. Vault Pro USA is a veteran-owned company in America based company, lifetime warranties, and I'm talking about gun safes, vault doors, storm shelters, shelters you can put, I mean, all kinds of things, shelving in them. You can, you can get ones they already have, or you can customize them. 
This company is fantastic. And let's be honest, it's probably time to start locking up your valuables. Maybe even time to just play it safe. Maybe have a little place to lock up more than your valuables. Maybe yourself. Maybe just go check out what they have. Go to vaultprousa.com slash jesse. That's vaultprousa.com slash jesse. Look around at what they have. Oh, and if you want to save a whole bunch of money, use the code THEFIRSTTV. That's THEFIRSTTV. Save yourself a pile. We'll be back. Well, we have really, really moved things forward in this country over the past two or three or four months, right? Look at what we've done to this country. Look at what we've done to race relations in America. Be honest. You don't, you don't have to say it out loud. You don't, have to, you don't have to text your buddies or put it on social media. Just be honest with yourself. You're watching the show. Are race relations better today than they were a month ago? two months ago, nobody would say yes. Nobody. Not a single person honestly watching this show would say yes. Well, why aren't they better? I mean, it was supposed to be all about racial justice and equality and all these other things. So why aren't race relations better? Two reasons. One, and this is the big one, leftism, which is what all this was, leftism doesn't create Leftism is not a something that can create anything. Leftism is a religion, and it is a religion of destruction and domination. And so when you find out a group like Black Lives Matter is a leftist front group, when you go to their website, which you can do still, and you look at their mission statement and find out it's just like this laundry list of horrific social justice warrior leftist crap, you automatically know. This is only a group here to destroy. They're only here to destroy. And what's amazing about it is they don't, they don't actually care about the color that much. They're here to destroy it all. White people, black people, Asians, Hispanic, whatever the case may be, leftism destroys everything and everyone, period. The only person who does okay in a leftist regime is the two or three guys holding all the power in the government. Everyone else goes backwards. Everyone else either dies or has a worse standard of living because of it. Look at it. We've talked about this before. What about black people in America right now? Now, I'm not talking about black people in rural America, but these urban black communities right now. Do you know the living hell they're going through? Look at what they're going through now. Because they have crime-ridden neighborhoods, and the cops were always in those neighborhoods. We act like the cops were just, yeehaw, Wild West just hunting down black people two months ago. We've gone to proactive policing all over this country. The cops had relationships all over these communities. The cops were there helping these communities all the time. And we were too weak to say the cops weren't the problem. And so we ran the cops out, defunded them, fired them. And setting the cops aside for a moment, we'll get back to them. What's life like now for the 90, 95% of law-abiding citizens in these poor black neighborhoods? Yeah, I'm sure they don't make any money. They're poor. Hopefully they get out of there. That doesn't make them criminals. We have law-abiding citizens all over these neighborhoods. 
they have to live life now without any police protection? They have to live life now knowing the gangs and the scumbags are the only ones with any power? We have, through our equality movement, we've made their life a living hell. We've made their life a living hell. And the second part I wanted to bring up is nobody wanted to acknowledge in the very beginning that this didn't have anything to do with equality. This was a black supremacy movement. This had nothing to do with equality. You see it all over the place now. That's why people are starting to shrink away from this Black Lives Matter thing. Because as more and more of it comes out, it's, it's awful. Who doesn't want equality? You surely want it. I want, a, I want it. I don't want people to be racist. This is, a, this is a black supremacist movement. And I'm not down for any supremacist movements. Not black ones, not white ones, not any of them. I don't get down with that. If you're going to do that, you're doing that all on your own. Which brings us back to the cops. Remember how I said the police departments were moving forward all over the country? Do you know the Seattle police chief was a woman? A black woman? You know they just decided they're going to slash her pay by 100 grand and cut her police force? Well, she's resigning. Here's Senator Tom Cotton. Yeah, a lot of these liberal politicians live in fantasy land, and these police chiefs and their police officers are simply trying to enforce the law and explain to them, if you defund the police, <coughs> if you tell the police to pull back from certain neighborhoods, if you just disrespect law enforcement in general, you're going to get more crime. You're not yeah. going to appease rioters in the street, and unfortunately, that's what we're continuing to see in so many of our cities. That is what we're going to see. That's what we have seen. And I'm not frustrated right now about what we're seeing. I'm frustrated that everybody could see this with a brain right when all this started. And very, very few had the guts to stand up and say it then. Uh, that's not an indictment of Tom Cotton, who's overall been outstanding. I'm not, not bagging on him at all, personally. I'm really not. But where were all these senators? Where were all these governors and mayors? When everybody was screaming, screw the cops, the cops are the enemy. Where were you when the going was tough? I'll tell you where you were. You were either hiding or you were like Senator Romney actually going to Black Lives Matter rallies. Disgusting. It's disgusting. All right. You know what isn't disgusting? My Battle Box subscription. It is, I'm telling you, take my word for it. This is, as a dude... It is the subscription you need. And ladies, he may be having a birthday coming up, whatever the case may be. Maybe you just want to do something nice for him. You don't have to break the bank. The subscription started just 30 bucks a month. Go to battlebox.com. Use the code JESSE. That gets you 20% off. 20% off. Battlebox.com with no E. And check these things out. It's, it's a box. It's, it's, it's a box. Oh, probably that big. Maybe. And it comes, and it's based off that show Southern Survival on Netflix. I know you've seen it. I've seen it. And they open up these boxes, and they show you how to use all the different survival items in the box. I'm not making this up. They sent me one. I'm, you know what? I'm going to try to remember. I'm going to bring this to you all tomorrow. They sent me this great one with the hatchet in it and everything else. And part of my box is a grill. And I know what you're thinking. Oh, wow, it's a grill. No, no, no. You don't understand. This is a grill, Okay that you use once and then it's 100% biodegradable. You bury a hole in the ground, cover it up with dirt, it'll just go right back to the earth. Is that not the coolest freaking thing you've ever heard? I saw, I didn't even know that was a thing. Battlebox.com with no E, 
Use the code JESSE. Get 20% off. Do it. We'll be back. Joining me now from townhall.com is Kurt Schlichter. First of all, Kurt, Gettysburg, I'm being told today as I look at the news that Gettysburg is a monument to the Confederacy. Did I get my history stories wrong? Because I would have sworn, I would have sworn that wasn't necessarily the case. Did, did that go differently? Well, Jesse, if CNN says it, it's got to be true. But I, I'm very, con I'm very <laughs> confused because my family is from Chambersburg, which was right down the street from uh, Gettysburg. The Confederates were busy burning Chambersburg when they marched up the road and got, uh, met up with the Union forces. And I've got my own little Je uh, Gettysburg uh, 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 permanent mark. I, I fell and cracked my head on the Peace Memorial right there when I was about five years old. So uh, I don't know, is that an emblem of the Confederacy? Is it the mark of the beast? I don't know, you be the judge. It'd be a little confusing for a family that, you know, literally fought on the Union side of the Civil War. But, you know, it's CNN. It's an airport lounge. What are you going to do? Only Kurt Schlichter would have a scar from a peace memorial in this country. Kurt, I do have to ask before we move on to something else. What is this new obsession with the Civil War? And I ask this because I geek out on the Civil War. I, I like the Confederate side. I like the Union side. I find the entire conflict fascinating. I find the generals, the soldiers fascinating. I find it to be a fascinating conflict, and I'm not personally invested in it because it happened, oh, like 150 freaking years ago. What is this obsession with polarizing the Civil War? I don't know. I, I, I find the whole thing baffling because here's the thing. These guys, North and South, and again, I'm a Union family. I mean, my grandma literally had a picture of Lincoln in her in her house. She taught me John Brown's body as a kid, okay? It's a Union family. But these guys who were uh, uh, killing each other to the tune of 600,000 people uh, in America's most horrific uh, uh, shedding of blood ever, the guys who actually fought made peace. They decided afterwards, we're going to put this behind us and all move forward as Americans. And uh, frankly, I think I'll defer to the heroes um, who fought for the United States in their decision, rather than a bunch of goateed Vox writers who can't do a push-up. <laughs> okay, fair enough. Now, Kurt, we have a vice presidential pick coming up one of these days if Joe Biden remembers to get out of bed that morning. Who's it going to be? Who <laughs> do you think it should be? Who do you think it should be? If you were a Democrat who wanted Joe Biden to win, which I know is a bit of a stretch for you, but if you were, who do you think he should pick? And who do you think he's going to pick? I don't think there's any good candidate based on the criteria he's established. Uh, I think uh, Kamala Harris is the most obvious choice. She's, uh, you know, a senator, uh, some executive experience. She's run a campaign, albeit badly. She's got a lot of flaws, but, you know, you got one person who's got to, uh, you know, Karen Bass had to go on TV and say, I am not a communist, which, you know, normal <laughs> people are like, why would you have to say you're not a communist? And then she, of course, alienated liberals because she's not a communist. Um, Susan Rice who's the guy who wants to go back to the Obama foreign policy 
uh, endless wars, Libya, giving money to the Iranians. I mean, where, where's that giant constituency other than my neighborhood, which is Ted Lieu's district? I, I just I just don't see any good choices for maybe she can go with uh, uh, Chief Lies on resume. And uh, uh, I, I guess she, she I, I guess very, 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 very pink is a kind of person of color. But, you know, I, what about, I don't see any good hold on, hold on. I, at all. What about Stacey Abrams? Now, I understand Stacey Abrams is a nutball. It's not like I'm a Stacey Abrams fan. She's an insane person. However... She had if you if you're gonna bind yourself to picking a black woman, which Biden clearly has, Stacey Abrams at least has some pizzazz. She's got some 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 personality, some charm. None of those other people have any charm. Well, she's black and she's a woman, and she's also going to alienate everybody who isn't a hardcore leftist. I mean, yeah. she's literally nuts. I am the governor of uh, Georgia. She's like the when it was like guys at the insane asylum, he's like, I'm Napoleon. Er! You know, as I point out in my brilliant town hall column on uh, Monday, she at least can, you know, he can at least buy her off by uh, appointing her the ambassador to diabetes. Kurt, I need you to explain to me the Lincoln Project, and I need you to explain it to me in a way that understands most of my viewers have never heard of the Lincoln Project, will never hear of the Lincoln Project. Maybe they'll hear about it in passing. What is it? I find it to be so odd. The Lincoln Project is an outstanding way for liberal billionaires to squander their money uh, <laughs> paying off a bunch of uh, never-Trumpers to make uh, uh, little movies that they could show on Twitter to liberal blue checks who go, uh, no one cares. Look, I, you know, they're grifters. Um, I, I I think that uh, uh, many of them probably enjoy watching their wives get together with the domestic help. But uh, other than that, I think uh, they're absolutely an excellent way of flushing money down the toilet. I mean, these liberal billionaires might be giving it to people who are going to have an effect. Instead, you have a bunch of grifters skimming off the dough and, you know, using it for their own purposes, which is just fine with me. If the money has to go somewhere, Jesse, I propose it goes somewhere where it's not going to hurt us. Hence the Lincoln Project. Kurt Schlichter, townhall.com. Thank you, my friend. I appreciate you. Thanks for having me. It's easy to forget about veterans. And this is what I mean by that. I'm not going to do that thing where you dump on, you know, make you feel guilty about it. I can't believe you've forgotten about our veterans. I'm not doing that. I am one, and I tend to not, you know, have them at the front of my mind at all times. But this is what I mean. It's easy to forget about them. Right now, while you and I are living our lives, you know, you're kicking back watching me on the tube. I'm doing some TV here. It's fine. We're not changing the world. It's fine. Hopefully you're entertained. There's somebody out there sitting in his room his living room by himself right now and he has some serious serious issues from combat and he feels all alone and he has no idea where to turn and he doesn't think he can afford help even if he, even if he can find the place to get some help warriors heart foundation is out there finding these guys and helping these guys that we're talking about supplementing insurance costs we're talking about scholarships Warriors Heart Foundation is a 501c3. Again, a 501c3. You can give anything you can give to help our guys. 
This is about them, right? This is about at least letting them know they're not forgotten and maybe getting them the help I dare say they deserve. Don't they deserve that? I think they do. Go to warriorsheartfoundation.org slash the first. That's warriorsheartfoundation.org slash the first. We'll be back. Joining me now is frequent guest of the show, our resident brainiac to all things political, Ken Court of the Media Action Network. Ken, first of all, your network, it's man? Is that what it is? Oh, I don't know if that's really the, uh, the, the three letters that that means anything. So that was a complete accident, and I apologize if, if you came to any incorrect notions that M-A-N could mean anything. <laughs> oh, well, no. But look, don't you know apologize what? to me, I'm, Ken. I'm you know that's right up my alley. <laughs> you know what? I am so tired of the liberal media that I'm just, I'm tired of reporting on it, and this is our way to kick back at it. And and it's basically what, a what is it? A media matters of the right, and and this is a, this is a way that we're uh, not just complaining and whining anymore, but we're actually fighting back, literally. And it's, and we're harassing reporters, we're uh, helping out their victims, we're helping build people's parlor accounts, we're doing a lot of things on all that. So I'll be the new David Brock in town pretty soon. Good. Fight okay. fire with fire. Good for you, Ken. Good for you. All right. Now, I need you to... You're actually going to be perfect at this. If you're a Democrat, which obviously you're not, and you're advising Joe Biden, setting aside his idiotic, has to be a woman, has to be a black woman stuff, who do you tell him to pick right. for VP? Who is the smart pick for Joe Biden to pick for VP? Uh, it has to be a woman. It has to be a black woman. I mean, I mean, you know, I hate Why? to say that, but uh, because okay. the Democrats are so much into identity politics that Republicans don't think in those terms. But but if if you freak out all of the all of the black female supporters and that's a that's an important constituency that never goes under 97 percent for the for the president he's he's locked himself into the female thing you might as well go go with a woman too i would go with uh i would go with harris in california um and and it's just she's the safest bet she they don't necessarily need california's estate they're going to get it no matter what but all the other ones have been a little nuttier in the past. She's got some, some, some prosecutorial things that will make some activist blacks upset with her, but, but she's the safest choice. And if you're looking for Joe Biden, you're, you're looking for a safe choice, I think. Why not Stacey Abrams? And, and hear me out, I know Stacey Abrams is a nut, but I always thought she had some charisma. I can't stand her, but I thought she had some charisma. And I, I think Kamala comes off to me as somebody trying to have charisma, but really doesn't. You're 100% right. Kamala Harris is, is, is very soft. She, she excited no one when she was on the campaign trail. But look, most people look at Joe Biden and you look at him, and even if you like him as a person, you're thinking, he ain't going to make it four years in the White House. There's a healthy chance that he's unhealthy enough that he dies. Stacey Abrams is president of the United States. I mean, that's a frightening notion to a lot of people. Kamala Harris doesn't frighten people as much. You know, frighten okay. that 3% of, of people in America who might change their mind right now. And that's what, what we're about. Ken, you are all tuned into the rumor mill. I am hearing a lot of rumors that seem to me more than just rumors that Joe Biden's 
decline. I'm actually trying to be kind for the first time. Whatever's going on, I'm sure. hearing that it's getting worse and getting worse rapidly, and his people are starting to get a little bit concerned about that. Have you heard anything like that? You know, I don't know if that's us wishing or, uh, uh, you know, wishing in a, in a humanitarian way. Uh, you know, yeah. clearly... I tell you, you know, when when uh, the, the one RNC ad where they put him just, you know, eight years ago uh, versus now, I mean, you know, he's clearly a different man. And 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 it does seem to be getting worse. But, you know, we're also getting just the clips and 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 and, and little bits of things. I mean, I mean, that's look, every Democrat in America is worried about these debates because can this guy stand up for hours on end? And 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 you know not have those obvious problems. I mean, when you saw him go after the one black guy, he was like, you know, are you a junkie? Which shouldn't really be your first word association when you have a black reporter that you're talking to, I, I would think. But then he then in saying, you know, I'm going to let the American people judge my mental and the physical, and he and he screwed that up. And you're like, oh man, you know, I, I'm feeling sorry for him. Uh, uh, and I and I do feel sorry for him. Um, not sorry enough you to black. You have been doing. You've been doing this long enough to have a better answer than me on these these independent voters, these ones who voted for Barack Obama twice and then turned around and voted for Donald Trump. I will never in a million years figure out what type of person could vote for Barack Obama twice and then Donald Trump. And Donald Trump's president because of 50,000 of those voters spread across the swing states. Everybody knows this. What do they vote on? Is Joe Biden being that way, to put it nicely? Is that something that's going to scare them off? Do they only vote on jobs? Do they vote? What do they vote on? Look, there, there are a thousand reasons why people vote, and it's not always what we think. My mom, who was pretty conservative, she would have voted for JFK Jr. because he was good looking. She told me that. <laughs> oh, he's so cute. He's on, I remember him when he was young and, and blah, 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 blah. Um, I mean, look, I, I know some conservatives who won't vote for Trump just because he's Trump and because he says things that are, that are you know, that, that are often untrue and he's often mean. And a lot of people say, politics aside, I don't like him as a human being. Um, um, I think a lot more people like Joe. I'd rather have Joe Biden as a neighbor than, than Donald Trump. Donald Trump would be yelling at you and his cars would be going on at three in the morning and there'd be loud parties. Joe would come over with a beer and hang out with you doesn't mean necessarily that that's the guy to run the country. Um, so I, look, I think that people have a lot of different rationales and, and some people might might vote for, uh, for for Joe Biden because they're looking for a black female president of the United States for the first time. I, you know, I don't really know, but, but I'd say that it's as varied as there are voters out there. Trump's st executive order about the payroll taxes and student loans. Obviously, everybody knows that's not constitutional. We're not even talking about that. I have argued that nothing's constitutional anymore, so who cares? But is it a smart move politically or not a smart move? Very smart move. Um, uh, and, and I feel the exact same way. I remember when, when, uh, when Obama did some stuff, he's like, ah, I'm just not going to enforce that part of the, uh, of, of the immigration laws. You're like, well, that's not your job. Um, but A, if, if you were, look, I mean, it's a real thing and a real problem for people who are out on unemployment. They can't go to work because the feds or state have, have really has shut down their business and, and they're getting hammered. They still have to buy food. They still have to do a lot of things in life. So the fact that he did that, now he put the Democrats in a tough bind. It's like, do you fight that legally? Do you really scream and say, stop giving money away to people who are starving or you know, in trouble? So it was a smart move on that because, you know, you, you never know who's on which side or, you know, who's who's lying the most when when they're arguing about things and they say well d you know they were allowed to look 
magnanimous because Democrats always do that, right? They're, oh, you want to give a billion dollars here? We want to give $20 billion. I mean, that's a, always the Democratic move, and it's, and it's a smart move a lot politically. But him basically getting it out there, looking like he did it, if it gets undone, people aren't going to be mad at him. They'll be mad at somebody else, and that'll either be the courts or that'll be Nancy Pelosi or perhaps both. So as a political move, it was smart. And everybody might just give him a mulligan on this one. People might just let it go and, and let it go because however the legality and constitutionality of it, that it's probably a smart move to keep doing what he's doing. When does society get to a place where we just choose to move on from coronavirus? We accept that it is what it is, and we just choose to move on. No more phases, no more masks, no more canceling the season. I'm talking back in oh, concerts, back at football stadiums. When? Yes, it will be the first Wednesday after the first Monday in November. It will disappear. It will disappear. If if Trump does, if Trump wins, they'll be they'll be freaking out so much that you know we'll we'll get to have more riots and all that fun stuff. If Biden wins, oh well, you know people get sick. Hey, there's a virus going through here. It'll end the day after the election. Look, it Ken some LaCourt. of the numbers and and it, we we saw a double clip up. No. So so there's a chance that it starts to that the media has a harder time carrying this through for the next three months, but they'll try. Ken LaCourt, Media Action Network, who I am now going to call man from now on. Thank you, Ken. I appreciate you. Thanks for having me. I know there's plenty to be stressed about right now. Believe me, I know there is. I want, Look, it's my job to consume the news for you. So I know. It's, it's not good. It's no, there's no smiling face you can put on a lot of this stuff. And before all the bad news, you still had stresses in your daily life, didn't you? You lay down at night to go to sleep, and what are you thinking? Oh, it's a good day at work. Oh, it's a bad day at work. Oh, I got a big day at work tomorrow. Oh, what about the wife? What about the kids? What about... It's, it's easy to lay down at night and have your mind just start going a million miles an hour, and then you can't sleep. And then you're worried about not sleeping, so then you can't sleep some more. And then you're worried about... You know how it goes. Get an ebb sleep. Get an ebb sleep. It's not pills. It's a wearable device. You put it on. It applies precise, continuous cooling to your forehead, calming those thoughts down and putting you asleep, giving you natural sleep. And look, you don't have to take my word for it. You can try it risk-free for 60 days. 60 days. Go to tryeb.com slash jesse. That's tryebb.com slash jesse. Use the code jesse. Get yourself 25 bucks off. Believe me when I tell you, your entire life changes when you start sleeping. We'll be back. I'm going to show you a video here in a second of a great white shark. And you probably, while I'm talking, maybe you should pause it real quick, leave the room go grab a change of underwear and then come back because you're most likely going to need it for this. And I just have to say something before I go to the video of the great white shark, before I even show you this, there's something that drives me nuts about these shark shows we see on TV. I love them just like you love them. These shark scientists, I think they're called marine biologists. Mitchell, are they called marine biologists? That sounds, that sounds right. Whatever, it sounds oceany. These guys who study oceany stuff. And they study sharks. And they love sharks, and that's fine. But whenever you get to one of these horrible shark attacks, which what could be more horrifying? 
than you being alone in the ocean and have some gigantic jaw come up and bite you in half in the water. It's got to be the most horrifying thing in the world. Completely silent and huge and terrifying. And you'll always get, they'll have some lady on there. It's like, like family of three murdered by a great white shark. All of them bitten in half. They found a hand on the beach somewhere. And then they'll switch right to some marine biologist. And this is what he'll say every single time. You know, it's really just a case of mistaken identity. Uh, the, the, the shark was not trying to eat a person there. The shark just thought the family of three were baby seals. And so the shark ate them all. And what drives me nuts is not that he's saying that, because he's obviously right. It's that he's saying that as if that's supposed to be some sort of comfort. As if I'll be swimming in the ocean one day and some, I don't know, 90,000 pound great white, I don't know, I don't do science, and some 90,000 pound great white comes screaming out of the water and bites me in two, which would actually kind of be a cool way to go. Never mind, don't get me distracted. And bites me in two. And as I'm having my body torn in half by teeth that are the size of my hand, I'll be thinking to myself, ha, it's not a big deal. He just thought I was a seal. Why do they say that as if it's a comfort? If the animal, the killing machine under the water, is so stupid that it can think I am a walrus, that's not a comfort. That's even more terrifying. And so I want you to keep that in mind as you watch this. Oh, my goodness. Those exist in the ocean. Those exist in the ocean. And I have to be honest with you, full disclosure, I swim in the ocean. I swim in the ocean because my father, who was a bit of a hard man, used to take us down to the beach when we were kids. We just kind of had this, you know, crappy beach a little, a little ways away from the house. And he'd take us down. That's where we would vacation. And he used to make me go in the water. And then they would take me back and show me the movie Jaws and then make me go back in the water the next day. So I'm so jaded by this point, I swim in the ocean. But I look at videos like that, and I don't think I want to anymore. I'll see you tomorrow. You know, your house smells. Don't get mad. Don't get mad. My house smells too. I'm not, I'm not indicting you. I'm sure you keep a clean home, but just time means you're going to acquire smells, whether those are cooking smells that get in your paint, your carpet. Maybe they're animal smells. Maybe you're a smoker or someone else was. Just living creates smells. I didn't realize that my home had a smell to it until I got my first Eden Pure Thunderstorm, the greatest air purifier I've ever, ever owned in my life. This thing, I had it plugged in for two hours. I came back in the room and my air smelled so clean. I now own three of them. I'm not making that up. This thing has absolutely changed me on top of what it's done for my allergies. Go get one. Get two. Be like me and get three. Go to EdenPureDeals.com. Make sure you use the promo code JESSE. That gets you 10 bucks off and free shipping. EdenPureDeals.com. Promo code JESSE. 
If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Jesse Hempel, host of the Hello Monday podcast. In my 20s, I knew what career success looked like. In midlife, it's not that simple. Work is changing, we are changing, and there's no guidebook for how to make sense of it. Start your week with the Hello Monday podcast. Listen to Hello Monday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.